even when you are en route to just satisfying your basic human needs, you still have to pay attention to your journey along the way. And a lot of people, me included, when you're focused on a goal and you're just like, head down, let's go. Of course, that's your first thought and your main thought is to get there. But you have to also consider what is the condition of me when I get there. You're listening to the Free From Burnout podcast with Ashley Fraser. This is a space where you come every other week to learn more about what it means to celebrate your everyday emotions. And by doing that, that's what helps you build a life that's free from burnout. And the best part is you don't have to do it alone. Because over here, we believe when you're feeling calm, collected and confident in showing all the faces of your emotions, you can handle anything. So let's let the stress take a back seat and welcome in today's episode. Welcome back to this week's episode. This week, we're going to be talking about how to celebrate yourself. So this is all about how we are able to celebrate who we are, what we do and our beings like who we are at our core and how we are appreciating and accepting of ourselves so this rings really true for me as I just celebrated a birthday and this year I felt a very deep sense of being super grounded quite really swimming in like gratitude being super thoughtful and quite mindful and really reflective of like the previous 12 months and really taking a moment as my birthday came in to take stock at what have I achieved in the last 12 months and I feel like it's something that we tend to do when you are at the new year or the new year is coming in and you want to reflect back to be like how was your year and then you want to of course fast forward to the end of the year of like all the things that you want to be able to achieve but how often do you reflect back every birthday of like what have I achieved what is the difference between me now at this age and me at my age previously the day before and This is such a fascinating journey to go through your previous 12 months and to understand and remember, and if you can, encapsulate where you were when you were celebrating your year before birthday and the person you were, because you're always changing. And when I did this reflection, I actually did it as a doodle. It's a new thing that I've been doing with my journaling because I've been not really been as consistent with the written journaling but I've started being a bit more creative and kind of doing an art journal and I'm just doodling this random thing shapes lines pictures and words so it's more instead of stringing sentences together it's more about just putting keywords down that represent what you're thinking maybe images in your head visions etc of course how you're feeling as well and I did a whole doodle in my journal of my year my 12 months and it was quite nice to see instead of it written down an actual multiple images (laughs) of or sketches of my past 12 months and certain key things I feel are milestones that I 
really pinpoint as the things that made up my, for me, 32nd year. It really made me think about like, how are we celebrating ourselves? Like how often do we do it just once a year? And that could even just be like your new year time of year, or is it your birthday? And you're actually thinking back and being reflective of well, what have I done? What are my achievements? And it's not just like the physical things, like the really big, big things. It's actually more about the small things and more of the emotional changes, the more resilience, the more bandwidth that you're able to expand into that you wasn't able to do previously before. And maybe instead of, you know, laying in bed, you got up because that was the next hardest thing for you to do, you know, and face the day after a really hard period or, you know, sending that one email that you're petrified of sending and because you don't know what the response is going to be, but you did it anyway because you had that courage. Like those are like the celebratory moments that are so important and are the ones that truly make up who we are and the things that we cause to celebrate. The big things like planning a big event or launching a business and like they're huge but they are almost expected for you to feel like, yeah, I should be proud of myself. Like they're, they're the expected big milestones of, of achievements. But it's the really small nano micro ones, like the split decisions where you decide, well, I'm going to choose love over fear in this decision making. I'm going to be courageous instead of allowing my limitations to hold me back. Like those tiny micro decisions are the moments really truly to celebrate and the things that you look back on and think I'm so glad I did that and I'm so glad I followed through on those decisions or commitments that I made to myself so this episode is really just giving you a few tips and strategies or ways for you to be able to think about celebrating. And of course, they're not all surface level. They're, of course, more internal. And it's more about the internal world of you celebrating yourself rather than just the tangible external things. The number one thing that stops people from celebrating is the fact that there are many reasons why people don't celebrate. And as much as we like, celebrate yourself, celebrate yourself, you see it on Instagram, you see it on a quote, you see it everywhere. And it's a nice thing to say, but how many of us really stop and actually make the time on a consistent, not just like when we remember, but actually a consistent basis, we're actually celebrating what we have done or how far we have come in our process or our journey on something or multiple things. So here are a few reasons why people do not celebrate. Number one, like I said, they forget. They forget to celebrate. (laughs) They do something and they're like, okay, on to the next. And they just, it doesn't even enter their head that, oh my gosh, I should really stop and take stock of how good I was or how proud I am or how hard that was. And I've accomplished that. I've achieved that thing. How often do you forget to actually celebrate. I feel like that should be a poll (laughs) in this week's episode of how often do you forget to celebrate? Because I guarantee you there'll be so many people, including me, myself, that will be like, yeah, I forget regularly to celebrate myself. Another one could be that you're operating. I feel like I see this a lot from many, many people that they operate from survival. 
So when you're operating from survival, you're just focused. Like I always like to think of it as if you've ever heard of the Maslow hierarchy of needs, if you haven't, Google it. And you will see it's like a pyramid and it has, I think it's like six or seven layers. And the bottom layer is your basic human needs. So that's your food, your shelter, like your safety, right? So the things that at a basic human level, you have to have satisfied those needs. So you're not going hungry, not living in the street. So you're not homeless and you feel secure. You have a level of security within your home. You've got, you know, shelter, you've got light, you've got heat, like the real, real basics, amenities of any human being at that level. That's the basic level. So in my head, and when I've seen a lot of people that don't celebrate, or just people that I know, you know, friends, family, just people that you know online, all around you, what I've noticed is that when a lot of people are in survival mode, they don't know they're in survival mode, but they are. And when it comes to like celebrating, yeah, they could forget to celebrate, but really at that stage, they don't even think the thought just doesn't even cross their mind because all they're thinking about is I need to make money. <laughs> I need to get a roof over my head. I need to find some food. I need to find some heat. I need to find some electricity and running water. And that is basic. And that's not just for them, it's for their family. So they're surviving. They're literally just at the very bottom of the layer of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. The basic, basic human needs, if they are not being fulfilled, you cannot progress up the pyramid. I believe that people that are in survival mode don't celebrate because they're too busy surviving. They're too busy making sure that them and their family and their loved ones are safe, secure, fed, watered, and are not cold. And at the very, very, very least, in so many ways, just by being able to make a hot meal, if you, you know, at that real basic stage, or you're able to, you know, some people could take it to an extreme in the sense of you may have a flat and you live in a flat, but you want a house. So it's like, okay, survival mode to get my house. And even then you will notice if that's you, when you're in that mode of like focused on a goal that is going to satisfy a basic human need, even if the basic human need is a level up from what you already have, the chances are you will not be celebrating along that way because your mind is very focused on that need and satisfying it, fulfilling it. If you've made up your mind and committed like this is what I need to do, then that is all the things you're going to focus on to get you there. The downside to that is that you can burn out along that journey because you're not slowing down to take stock of what's going on with you personally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, all of the beings of you, you're not taking stock or not taking that time and care to like really understand your journey. You're just focused on the end goal. And I find a lot of people that are in that hustle mentality, it's almost like you're just in survival mode constantly. There's no pause. There's no slowing down. There's no looking at what's around you. You're just laser focused on that target. As part of learning to celebrate yourself, even when you are en route to just satisfying your basic human needs, 
you still have to pay attention to your journey along the way. And a lot of people, me included, when you're focused on a goal and you're just like, head down, let's go. Of course, that's your first thought. And your main thought is to get there. But you have to also to consider what is the condition of me when I get there? A lot of the times we expect it to feel a certain type of way when we get the house, when we get the job, when we get the car, when we get the wedding, like when we get those external big things, usually monetary things a lot of the time, like when we get there, we think, okay, then I can relax and then I feel happy and then I feel fulfilled. But most of the time that feeling just continues. You have the expectation that I'll save it and sacrifice my happiness, my energy, my joy until I get to that thing. But that thing is not necessarily going to give you the joy that you're expecting because the joy actually comes throughout the process along the way. So even when you're in survival mode, one, recognizing you're in it, which a lot of telltale signs are that you're so focused and you're just removing and dismissing anything else that doesn't consist of you getting to your goal and getting there as quick as possible then you know that okay you're in survival mode like you're just so you're in that hustle like you know when you're in that hustle mentality (laughs) that energy that's super gritty and you're just head and that's absolutely fine I'm not taking away from people that are doing that because we all go through phases where we need to just head down get on with it However, depending on the goal, depending how far you are, that could be a long period of time. And you have to remember when we're in that hustle mentality and that real gritty stage, our body is under immense levels of stress. So it's constantly pumping out cortisol, which is a stress hormone that helps you get there. But if it's pumping that out too long, it can start to break down parts of your body your immune system is a very one of the very first things that it attacks and it it goes and it weakens that's when you start to get sick that's when you start to you know your body starts to give you signs that you're under stress that you're not feeling great that your body needs some attention and a lot of the time you're in that mentality that survival mode you ignore those signs you ignore those signs, you're like, I've got to keep going, I've got to keep going, I've got to keep going. But your body can only keep going up to a certain point before it's like, okay, I'm done. And that's where burnout comes in, right? This podcast is all about burnout. (laughs) And this is where burnout can come in, where you're in that hustle, gritty mentality, that survival mode to get that goal. And you ignore all the signs that your body is telling you to rest and just pause and take a moment. And you keep pushing past, keep pushing, pushing, pushing. And your body can only sustain that level of, it's really like a willpower for so long. It's not sustainable. It's not something you can, like, I want to name, tell me, email me, message me. One person, if you're listening, you're like, no, it's fine. I constantly at high levels of stress and have never had any kind of physical ailment that is a result of stress please tell me because your body's just not meant to sustain that level of stress so long and when you're in survival mode for so such a long time it naturally starts to manifest in your body being in survival mode is definitely a way why people do not celebrate but it's actually one of the when you're in that space is 
so crucial for you to take that time to just and it's not even like a week or a whole day it's like a moment it could be a five minute moment to be like okay what have I done this week what has been really hard that I've overcome what milestone have I hit what part of the process am I in just check in with yourself to be able to see and give yourself more because when you celebrate you actually give yourself more momentum more energy and it helps you more fuel to help you keep going forward rather than just hitting reserve constantly running on empty and then by the time if you get to your goal you are depleted you are not even in a condition to enjoy the fruits of your labor So the other one that I find is quite interesting, and this is more like a generational thing, is that you're just not being taught or conditioned to celebrate. And I think mm, slightly it could be related to the survival mode when you're in. But I've seen this more in like the older generation. So like my mum's generation, I've noticed that quite a bit. Like I've come in as like, a millennial <laughs> and I'm like mum you really have to celebrate yourself more you gotta slow down take stock pause a little bit more and it's just I've realized like when it comes to the generation because she is first generation in the UK and her main goal was to as she would always say to me do better than her parents like her parents have come here set up their life and had children for them to do better and make a life for themselves so it's almost like that level of expectation where her generation is that that's what they had to do they had to work they had to make sure that they are successful in what they want to do and that they make the time and the sacrifice that their parents have gone through worthwhile so it's almost like that mentality it's almost like survival mode but consistently like that's just there's no other mode it's just survival like that's it right there's no progression up the pyramid it's just level one straight and it's more based on an expectation that I believe that they feel obliged to uphold which is why I kind of phrased it as a conditioning as well because it's something where they believe that's what they have to do so then slowing down taking stock it just doesn't even enter their mind of something to do because one their parents never did that so it's not something where they have learned that from their parents but two it's also not the mentality of the rest of their generation either so it's not something where they have even the space, the idea or the vision to even think, oh, maybe I should like think about what I'm doing and take stock of that and be reflective and see how I can help myself maintain. Like it's not even, it's so hard to describe, but it's not even something that I believe that has come into their mind until they had children (laughs) enter the millennials and so like me and of course with each generation when it comes to first generation second generation like each generation life gets a little bit more easy like it's not as hard it's not as tough it's not as hard and with a lack of toughness or hardship comes a level of privilege 
in many ways in a way where you're able to think about more than just surviving because your parents and your grandparents have done that for you they've they've established a life they have set in systems they have made a foundation and you don't have to start from ground zero and so with that comes the privilege to be able to think about more than just like surviving you're able to think about progressing about thriving about you know as the very very top of the pyramid is self-actualization like what is my purpose like to have those kind of thoughts and as a generation of my mom's generation that did not come in at all so it's only now that she's obviously had me and I am in you know the millennial gen- and it gets of course even easier <laughs> as the generations keep going and I bring in that part where she's like oh maybe I should think about what I'm doing or maybe I should slow down maybe I should take a pause maybe I should think about myself maybe I should come out of survival mode because you know you don't need to survive anymore you're you're thriving at this point you are thriving you've done the foundational work you've built it up and you're able to actually enjoy your life and that is I believe also one of the biggest ways from a generational perspective that why people don't even think to celebrate because it's just also not part of their conditioning if you can relate to any of these like I can also 100% and here are just a few thoughts that have come up when I think about like learning how to celebrate yourself as a concept And it's quite broad, you know, you can interpret it in the way that you do. But in the way that I've interpreted it are kind of these two main ways, which is one was the milestones of your past 12 months. Like what I said when I had my birthday, when I was thinking about my past 12 months, all the small nano things that I want to take stock of, all those milestones that accumulatively make up me today coming into my 33rd year. Like what? did 32 year old Ashley kind of look like do achieve all the things and when you think back it's actually quite nice when you actually reflect back and you look at your life in the last 12 months and be like oh yeah I did I achieved this I achieved big things and small things of course and it's almost like a sense of pride that you have around yourself and just who you are who you are becoming as every single day you're changing And every single year you're becoming a new version of yourself, right? You're just peeling back that onion, that layer. It's just another layer of your life. And it's really nice to just look back and be like, I really achieved quite a lot. Or I really went through quite a lot and I came out the other side. I survived a certain period or season that was really challenging for me. And that helped me build resilience, help me build certain parts of my character for me to be who I am today. And for me to then be like, okay, for my 33rd year, like, what am I looking forward? And that's the other thing I did was, yes, I looked back to see, okay, for the last 12 months, what did I achieve? What was I proud of? All of those moments. But then for the following 12 months coming, I thought about, well, what do I want to feel like? Not so much what do I want to do, But it's more about what I want to feel like. What are the main emotions that I want to generate for the next 12 months? And the two things that came up was presence and joy. Those are the two things that I feel like I really 
by 34, I want to be able to say I really lent into being a lot more present and really, really created more joyful moments and things and incorporating joy into all parts of my life, allowing it to just become the fabric of my life. So we'll see <laughs> in the next five months, God willing, that I am able to report back and be like, yes, this is how I, I feel these things. I genuinely have embodied presence and joy. So the other thing I feel like when it comes to helping you learn to celebrate yourself is how you treat yourself. Now, I've broken this down into three main areas because immediately you could think, well, I could buy myself this or I could, you know, treat myself to an ice cream or, you know, treat myself to jewellery. Like you immediately or I immediately would think of physical things, like things that I can buy because you think treat, you think buy. But again, I want to go from more of an internal perspective and think about, okay, when you think about treating ourselves, you got to think about how you treat yourself through your talking, through your inner dialogue. How are you treating you? How are you talking to yourself? Right? Like, are you super self-critical of yourself or are you super empowering? And don't worry if you're more critical because it's actually just the way your brain works and there's nothing wrong with you. Everybody, your brain is wired for the negative, unfortunately. (laughs) You know, threat, danger, that's its job. However, we have to constantly hack our brains. We have to hack our way to success in regards to if you want a certain life, you got to hack it. It's not going to just happen to you. You have to be intentional with it. So thinking about how you're treating yourself when it comes to your inner dialogue, how are you talking to yourself? If you know that you're talking to yourself quite critically, like you're doing this wrong, stupid, you don't know enough, you don't have enough, you don't deserve this, you're not worthy, like all of those things and iterations of those things. Have a think about how can you, even if they do come up, because they will naturally, but how can you start replacing them? You know, you're intervening that thought and replacing it with a more positive one, a more empowering one, a more loving one? How can you, what kind of thoughts about yourself in regards to your dialogue? Can you be like, well, no, you're doing pretty well. Or I'm so proud of you. Or you really was able to get over this one thing and look how it's turned out. Like those kind of pep talk, right? You that coach in your head, that cheerleader in your head, And making her or him a lot more apparent or more more consistent on your daily daily routine in all honesty. Because you have 60,000 plus thoughts a day. So can you imagine how many of those thoughts are negative? (laughs) So you have probably literally like every second you have an opportunity to maybe flip the script constantly. So the other area of how to treat yourself is also physically like your physical body physically are you moving like you know you want to move because celebrating yourself is learning to accept and love who you are right and what you've done as well as who you are as a person so as part of who you are is your body is who is your physical being and how are you treating your physical being how are you treating your body through what you're eating, through how you're moving, through the sleep levels that you're getting, through your energy levels, how are you treating your body? And 
knowing how you're treated, taking stock of that now, but how can you improve that to treat it better? Is it to go for a walk in the morning for 30 minutes? Or is it to, I was on Netflix the other day and they've got like Nike have got all these 30 minutes, 20 minutes yoga workouts or hit or all these boxing or so many different ones. Maybe it could be just plugging that in in the morning before the kids get up and just dedicating that time for you doing like a 5 a.m. club and getting up at 5 a.m. and spending that hour just grounding yourself, taking care and treating your body and your mind and your spirit all in one go really, really well and just being more intentional. And the final one is emotionally. How are you treating yourself emotionally? And I like to think about this is like when you think about your day and you reflect back, say, in the evening and you just think, how was today? (laughs) There could be a million things. You're like, this went wrong. This didn't go well. I should have done this. I was late. You know, the list can go on. However, what can you say? And I feel like a really good journaling exercise is what I found. And I saw this from Vix King on his Instagram. I was like, oh, I like that as a journaling prompt. But it was, what emotions ruled my energy today? Now, this is a really good journaling prompt for you to one, tap into being more specific of how you feel and you're really noting down specific emotions that you felt during the day. And then you know that your energy, so that is your, of course, physical energy as well as your emotional and mental energy was consumed by this particular emotion because emotions are energy. They are. They are feelings in your body because the emotion technically takes place in your brain and then it sends a signal to your body or sometimes your body feels a feeling first and then sends a signal to your brain, either one of the two. And then you're aware of like, oh, I feel etc. Like I feel sad. I feel happy. I feel angry. I feel stressed, whatever that is. And then with that emotion and with that feeling, you can then understand if you're feeling drained at the end of the day and you can't specifically genuinely pinpoint why, you can go through, well, what emotions did I feel? And therefore, you therefore know that the emotions is energy emotions in your body. That's the emotion that is fueling your energy. So if your energy feels super low, look at your emotions and think, have you been feeling quite anxious? Have you been feeling quite guilty, a lot of shame? Have you been feeling levels of jealousy or envy or like being honest with yourself? Because, you know, celebrating yourself is about being honest as well. So being honest with like those emotions, like how are you feeling? And then, you know, like, well, these emotions are likely to be responsible for the lack or increase levels of energy that you have so the days where you're feeling really good and you're feeling happy and you feel super joyful look at your energy how is your energy on that day is it quite high is it quite attractive is it quite abundant is it high vibe (laughs) like does it feel like you feel the tingle you feel just happy like you just feel like you're radiating Look at the emotions that you've been feeling on that day to then understand and to correlate 
the levels of energy that you have. And I believe that when it comes to treating yourself, understanding you from an emotional perspective and how you're treating yourself emotionally will help you decipher your energy. And your energy is what therefore creates and attracts your your life, your world. Treating yourself is not just about celebrating, but it's actually about creating and manifesting the life that you want on purpose, just by taking stock of how you feel, by pausing along your journey, whatever goal you're going after, whatever that goal looks like, just by pausing and celebrating yourself is how you're able to also create and generate and manifest and curate all the descriptive words to be able to make the life that you are going after so hard. But within that time, you're also checking in with yourself because when you don't celebrate yourself or take that time out to really understand where you are, how you're feeling and all of those similar emotions and thoughts, you find that you end up feeling some levels of burnout, sometimes depression, a lot of the times anxiety and stress. Physically, your body will start to tell you signs, like I mentioned before, your immune system starts to weaken, you get sick more often, you find yourself you've got a cold, or you might even have a cold sore, or you've got even like random spots that you don't even get spots anymore, but you get spots all of a sudden, or you've got a sty, or you're, you know, some levels your hair can start falling out, it can be super dry, your nails may, you know, start breaking constantly, be quite brittle, you know, your back, you can lift something and all of a sudden your back's gone and you feel like, you know, you have soreness in your leg, like so many different physical ailments can come up due to the fact of just not celebrating, taking that time to celebrate. High blood pressure is definitely one. It may not be something you can feel straight away, but if you get more headaches and you're a little bit more lightheaded, shortness of breath is also another one with due to anxiety. There's so many signs that your body will give you that is alarming you to go and just take a break. Just take a break and just pause and celebrate in all honesty. And I think it's just celebration. I feel like it's almost like a big thing, but I'm hoping through this podcast episode, you realize like celebrating is not about the, you know, balloons and cakes and big outwardly loud celebrations on that perspective. It's not, it's about the internal just acknowledgement. I think that's really what it is. It's about learning to acknowledge your yourself, how you're feeling, your achievements and your journey, your journey and your progress so far. That's truly what celebration is really about. It's just about acknowledgement and accepting of where you are right now and how you have got here and taking stock to generate some positive emotion attached to where you have come to. And that literally is celebrating learning how to celebrate yourself I feel like we've come full circle so rewind the podcast and go back to certain areas take stock especially that journaling prompt make sure that you just try it and see what comes up for you but really just I'm hoping that we're able to break down like there's different types of ways of celebrating yourself and just by doing 
a two minute, five minute on a daily basis, every other day, or just even if you're not used to doing it, whenever you remember, write it down, making a, a reminder in your phone to be like, time to celebrate. And it sounds silly, but sometimes you just have to do it, especially when it's not something that comes to you naturally. I hope this episode was helpful for you. Make sure you vote in the poll because I want to know how often you forget to celebrate yourself. But until next time, take care and I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed today's episode, please do subscribe. And if you're thinking of someone you know that needs to hear today's message, please share this episode with them. And remember, no one needs to travel alone. We are all in this together. Catch you on the next episode.